Hello, welcome back to our Muscle and Hustle podcast, live from the big city of Marafelt, County Derry, with Tony and a very special guest from Notorious Pizza. Yeah, it's, this is going to be a big one. To be honest, this is our second take because we absolutely fucked the first one there, and it was about three seconds in, so that's how professional we are. So hopefully this will go a bit better and we can actually go. I think that's the... The third time we've had to maybe stop and start. Yeah, in the entire like three years. Now, you're probably the very, what, sixth? This is probably the very first time we've had a guest back twice. Yep. In round now. Could be, could be wrong, could, could be right. Be, could be wrong. This is the first live guest. Special when we yes, saved sir. it. Actually, you know, when we were talking to the boys about doing a live podcast from here, there was only one person. The great and powerful Paul Hughes. <laughs> World yeah, champion. What an intro, thank you so much. World champion. <laughs> it was, it's funny, like, I listened back to our last podcast, which is mm. almost two and a half years ago now. That was a, that was and a the whole like, talk then was you literally what you said, you were going, this is the, the depths of lockdown. Mm. Where, I don't know, I think you were just come back from an injury again. Quite possibly, yeah. And the whole talk was, you pretty much laid out what you just did. Oh really? Fucking Pre- yeah. Pretty much, <laughs> bit by bit. You laid out what you were going to do and, and the path that was taking you. As the, the goal, as it was called, was I will be a UFC champion. So the first box is ticked. That's it, brother. We're halfway there. Halfway yeah, I'd be there. curious to hear what more, I said. Like, more than half, I'd say. I'd say. And we're, I was actually talking about last night. The boys, the boys were going, I bet, you, I bet you the UFC call's coming. Mm. And I was like, I bet you the call's already happened. Mm. Undisclosed. <laughs> Undisclosed. Because <laughs> no. it's one of those things where you, you could get that last minute call, but I think like, Paul's too smart for the last minute. Like, Absolutely. Like, it didn't, it re, well, Reese was very unlucky who, who he had to fight in that last mm. minute. But I think like, Paul's too smart for that. Like, it's like, you, the call's coming, you're like, oh, should I do it? But. Mm. Yeah, that's it. I've earned my spot. You know what I mean. I'm not jumping in in those short uh, notice fights. Like no. as you mentioned, Reese there, unfortunately, got put in a week's notice against Kazma Chimaev, <laughs> one of the best in the world. Like so, I'll not be doing anything like that. I've earned my spot, um, and whenever the opportunity comes, I'll be taking it. But as of right now, it's like until anything's confirmed, I won't be saying anything. Uh, I just let my management pardon deal with all that for now. Then that's another great saying when you have management mm. as big as. The big, probably the big, they're the biggest. Yeah, absolutely, the best in the world, best agency in the world. And uh, they don't, manage. they don't take on. No, the very select few. They've only maybe twenty UFC fighters, and that includes Conor McGregor, Israel Adesanya. Um, they manage the best, like so. Very, very privileged position to be in there. Yeah, do, do you know what I find very interesting too? Because I actually gave our like our podcast a bit of a listen back the the very first one, yeah. which I never do because I hate the sound of my own voice, and I apologize to everybody <laughs> listening, but. See, especially for our first podcast, I remember certain people writing to me and being like, they actually found you quite interesting because some people found it hard to figure out whether you're just extremely confident or are you on that verge of like, he's too sure. And I find that very interesting because I think that's just, it, it's it's like true confidence. It's where you're almost that sure it comes across to people that they're on, they're, they're like, is that what it's supposed to be like? Or is that arrogant? Do you ever get that? Like, yeah. where people are like, that's too much. But you sort of have to be like that in your game, don't you? Yeah, I mean, you just got to eliminate doubt from your mind. And that's just what I do. That's just that's just how I've been, to be completely honest, for years. Like, I, I knew what my goal was. And I knew I had the potential to do it just from the hard work that I've been putting in. And I'm from very, very fortunate experience of being able to travel around the world and, and train with people who are in them positions. I knew I had the sauce from, from early. Like, so all I had to do was put the work in. And at the end of the day, it's just about removing doubt from your mind. That's what it takes to be a successful fighter, like so. That's just what I did, and that's how I spoke, and that's what I manifested. 
I think as well, like the more you speak of it, like there's there's obviously never going to be any negativity out of your mouth or any ill words about yourself or anything like that. And I think that is probably like what's the best word word to put that? Like it almost drills it back into you. Mm -hmm. Do you know whenever you constantly say? I'm going to do this. I'm doing this. This is how I am. I've got the sauce from this age. I think it almost reaffirms constantly yourself. This is me. This is me. This is me. So eventually, even at the start, maybe you're saying it where you're maybe just believing it a bit. It almost just ingrains as like, I'm fucking doing this. This yeah. is happening. And then your, wee, your small steps turn into bigger. You start winning more. Then everything starts rolling together. And then it's like, holy fuck, this is actually happening. That's it. When you start backing up your words, that's when the confidence grows even more. Like, that's why I've got so much respect that fighters... For example, Ken Lachlan we're talking about there, like who just puts it on the line, he just comes out, talks his shit and says, yeah. I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this. It's exactly what I done when I was coming up. And when you start backing up them words against high level opponents, yeah. then you start realizing you, you believe yourself even more. Do yeah. I mean, at the start, of course, you doubt yourself a little bit more, but as you say, the, the repetition of them positive affirmations leads to the, the deep and grave belief. Like, so it's, yeah. that's what it's about. It's about setting them big ass goals, working your ass off to get there. And then whenever you get there, just that's like a, an extra stripe in the belt. It's like, yeah, you've done that. And then that's when you just keep leveling up. You start calling for the big opponents. You start saying, I'm going to be champion of the world at whatever age, whenever nothing in your life is pointing towards that fact. That's what it's about. Like, and that's, I, I guess it just sort of goes for success in general. Like, you, ha you have to see that and believe that before anybody else does. So Yeah, I, yeah. How, how, you, know, you have to believe it yourself mm -hmm. to, to make other people. Like, if, if you were... No, saying, oh, this is going to be a tough fight, I don't know about this, don't know about that. And say, Dana White hears that. Mm -hmm. He's not going to go, oh, I, oh, I like that kid. Mm -hmm. He wants to hear the boy going, this is exactly what I'm going to do. This is my timeline. This is who I've got next. Give me a call. No, Absolutely. No, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this in this round. Mm -hmm. I, this is where I see this fight going. It's like, when you were, you're in your last fight, I've seen the difference in you in your last fight now. I think a lot of people did. Because you actually really, you really like Jordan. Mm. Um, which normally your opponent's, most of the time, there's a lot of, well, and in, in the, the warrior head that you have to kind of get into that thing. But that was when it, when it was going into it. I was kind of like, and we, we have mutual friends. I was kind of saying to them, I haven't seen this side of Paul before. Mm -hmm. Where, you, you know, there was so much, you had so much respect. It was different because it just was, I hadn't seen it before. So I was like, oh, hopefully. But then knowing you and knowing your mindset, it was just, the, the reality hadn't changed. It was just... Yeah, you, you just the run up that you you played it a wee bit different. Yeah, at the end of the day, it just was what it was. Yeah, like I'm not putting on no fake persona. No. Like I'm just speaking how I actually feel. And whenever I was first meant to fight Jordan in March, there was a lot of shit talk and there yeah. was a lot of games and there was a lot of back and forth. But that's just how I felt at the time. Yeah, because yes, it's hype in the fight, but it's like I'm not th saying things that are completely out of character. Uh -huh. I'm, I'm not putting on no fakeness. That is how I felt, yeah. and that was... Oh, you're like, not personal. There was no personal yeah, it was attacks. Never, it never was really personal no. fighting to me. But the last fight, it, to me, it was just sort of like, we are supposed to fight in March. Didn't happen. Blew the neck out the yeah. week of the fight. Didn't happen. And it didn't happen to November there. Yeah. By that point, it's like, I'm finished with all the trash talk. Like yeah. I'm finished with everything. I just want to get in there and show that I am the best. And then that sort of reflected in the interviews and everything I was doing before the fight. Yeah. Not that, not to, like I didn't dislike Jordan the whole time, but it is still competition, and he's still trying to take my career away yeah. from me, like my future, everything. And you can say that's personal. I don't, I don't think it's really personal. But no. the last fight, the last fight was just like that's how I felt. I just wanted to prove I'm the best, and I didn't need to, to shit talk to to sell the fight. The fight sold itself. Ah. It's one of the biggest fights in European yeah. MMA history. You know what I mean? It had the storyline, so it sold itself. 
Do you think do you think that was your best performance yet? I probably would be. Yeah. Because of the stakes, the magnitude of the yeah. fight, how it went. It's one of the most dominant title fights in Cage Warriors history. Yeah. Against one of the best guys. Yeah, it looked it, had. it almost looked like a mismatch, but it like an, it wasn't at all. Like it, it looked like it, it looked like someone was put in against someone they shouldn't have been put in against, mm. but it was because I put it down to you you were prepped that well for it. Your game plan was on point. You set out to you set out to enforce yourself, impose mm. yourself on him. You did it from from start to finish, mm. and everything you done just as you know you, you just came off. You know, yeah. every, like literally every single thing. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like it was although it was I did run away with it towards the end. The first round was like yeah. was fifty fifty. In fact, I probably scored the first round for him. When I was in there, I was like, oh, he bothered me that round. Like I need to I need to pick up the yeah. game here. But I still I believed in myself. I knew. I knew, I honestly, going into that fight, I didn't know what to expect. Like, I didn't think it was going to play out the way it did. I think I thought it was going to be a lot tighter. Yeah. And it's just because I have so much respect for Jordan and I know how good he was. I honestly thought it was, I was going in for a five-round, like, possibly close decision. If I didn't finish him early, I always believe I have the power to finish yeah. people early because I have a lot of finishes early in my career. But that's just how it played out. And you say I sort of ran away with it towards the end. Yeah, yeah. I think there was at one, maybe in the second round, you hit him on a shot. And I, you seen him go, oh, mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, I, I can't yeah. get hit by him anymore these years. So, and I think that's, that's when his game plan kind of went out the window a bit. And then you, you yeah. completely just. Yeah, so I, I sort of set up that head kick from the first round. I was throwing a lot to the body in the first round. Landed about three or four, like really clean right in the liver, like just on the money. And in between the first and second round, my coach just said, put that head kick high now. Put it behind the jaw because it's something that we've been working. Yeah. Not necessarily something that we thought, oh, this is going to work against Jordan because he's a very high-level kickboxer. We, we weren't sure. But he called it in between the first and the second. And within the first minute, I threw that head, left high kick up straight. And the shin just caught him right in the back of the head. And it, it clearly stumbled. It clearly wobbled yeah. him. And that's when he shot in on me for the takedown. And I reversed him, took his back. And I think that's when... The, the tide changed in that fight because I don't think really he intended on grappling too much. No. I'm a very strong grappler. Like so I think he probably went in there was thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna box ahead of him for five rounds. But <laughs> whenever whenever I hit him and rocked him with that, uh, that's when he shot in. I think that's when the team He did shoot a lot more than any because he kept pu- trying to push you against the cage and you were just relaxed. Even mm-hmm. but even if you go back right to the start, your your cage walk like the cage walks were probably the yeah. longest and Cage like, it got to the point even in McCafferty's I was like this boy needs to hurry up <laughs> we were talking to him even earlier like, this is this a long time and, then, and you were from walking you were standing and you were going past his fans and yeah. you had a kind of a wee bit of a, a wee bit of a luck with them and you know, you I and was your, turned around like I was, the, it was oh you the, were loving it like, it was probably the shortest actual walk oh it was tiny to a cage in, 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 I've experienced yeah. the Cage Warriors and that probably was the longest walk out in history of the Cage Warriors <laughs> oh, I, was, I, was I just dude, done a wee quarter then went back the quarter, went up a quarter, walked back half. Like almost two full songs. <laughs> oh, I. And then, like, but the way it was, you walk past your guys first, and then when you as you entered the cage, you had to go past his crew. It must be his gym because yeah. I think they were all in the gym tops. And you can you can you I, when you were standing soaking it, and I was like, oh fuck, that's <laughs> was here. That was absolutely bonkers. Like even yeah. from from whenever I came out into the standing area. Like before my music come on when they're showing the intros and stuff like that, I was just getting abuse. It's like so much abuse. Like, do you like that? 
I mean, I don't. It do you is hear it? it but is. at that point, oh, you hear it. Oh, <laughs> you fucking hear it because they're so close to me. Like, yeah. like they could throw drinks over me if they want it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They're so close, but it's so funny. Tell the story. Like boys are shouting serious abuse at me, and all I hear is one by one boy going up, lave. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny at the time. Like you'll always meet a lavy boy. Oh, I think there was actually one on McCafferty's that night too. Oh really? There you are. Well, believe that. Like I think there was one, but so yeah, that was that was bonkers. The walkout was. uh, It's one of my favorite things of fighting. Like it's it's so it's so mental. Like it's so so mental to just have thousands just. Like you see my fans going so crazy, and yeah. then you see him and the boos they're shouting, and you could see it means personal to them. Like it's not yeah. just like they're there for yeah to watch a sport. It's like they maybe know Jordan, or they're just big fans, and they're like, "Fuck you!" Like you're like yeah. yeah. So it's it's an intense situation, but I I relish that. You know what I mean? I'm I I thrive on pressure like some. It's it was quite emotional after to an extent. Like that's you know it's one thing that I noticed as well is because like don't get me wrong, I'm I understand like. It's a big sport to everyone involved, but I think it caught a lot of extra viewers because of the aftermath. So like you in the cage going over them and stuff. Now don't get me wrong, I know people go over, but there's a difference. That was a wee bit more like relatable, if you get me. Do you know when people go over and there's the handshake or there's like a yeah, here you go, I'm just doing this for the fucking camera because everybody's around here and I have to be a sportsman. That you see that all <laughs> no, the fucking time. Right. Right. Whereas you could actually see a little bit of like as much as you were buzzing for yourself, a little bit of like fuck, I'm sorry, because I know that if she was in the other foot, that sucked. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the traction that you probably picked off and then the following that, it actually shows not being a ball wag, especially in, like, sort of victory, because I know you have to keep, like, that sharp mind at all times. I feel like that actually built traction did it really well, because that was actually, like, don't get me wrong, that's how a lot of people actually end up pinging the fight to me after. Mm-hmm. And we're like, did you see this part? And I was like, and then you can see, like, even on your Instagram, you can see the views pick up from that part rather yeah. than the fight, which is very interesting, I think, because it it's, is. yeah, rather than like a yeah. knockout finish or something, people were looking at like how you treat somebody that you just really beat to a fucking pulp. Yeah, it's 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 so interesting how how these things happen because you feel yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna go in, knock them out, or put on a good performance, and everyone's gonna blow up because of that. Yeah, and like it still would have because yeah. of the magnitude of the fight. But as mentioned, like I think the the post fight stuff. And my post-fight interview and sort of just being with yeah. Jordan in the cage probably blew up more than the fight. In fact, it's probably I, I probably people talk about it more than my performance, if I'm being yeah. completely honest, which is so crazy because like I would have never thought in all the years and all the work that I've done, like whenever I get that undisputed title beating one of the best guys in the world, like with thousands of, of people watching, that I would be like I wasn't even th- when they were putting the belt and stuff on me. I wasn't even thinking. Like I was, I wasn't like I've, I had envisioned this moment for so long and just thinking the glory and everything. I couldn't, I couldn't help but think of him. Yeah, and because you thought it could have been you. Exactly. This is the thing. It's I mean, like I relate to Jordan just as much as yeah. more than most people in the world. Like because we're just living that same life. Don't mean he's just like an English Paul Hughes yeah. in a sense where he's just sacrificing everything. He's he's doing the same things. I understand what he has to go through. So. That's why it was it was pretty emotional after because he was and he was in a bad way as well and just yeah just uh, it was unfortunate that it just had to be him yeah and do you have you sp- have you spoke since yeah yeah good bit good yeah bit. so I think a lot of him when a lot of people seen that after that fight that's that's true martial artists mm-hmm. rather than a lot of some people now that take up MMA 
they don't they don't really have like a martial arts background. They go in and they do a bit of this, do a bit of that, and then realize they're a hard lad or they're a class fighter or they're a great athlete. Go, I can turn you into a fighter. Whereas mm-hmm. with with yourself and Jordan, there's a, a true martial artist to it, and that's where you know the warrior thing comes in. Where after mm-hmm. the fight, you know there is that that you know this is just what we do. There's no there's non personal. Whereas you see some of the guys that it is very personal to them because they don't know anything else. They're, mm. they're just in there with raw aggression and, and they're mm. fighters. Whereas you're, 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 you're very deep into the whole martial arts of the, of mm. the whole thing, the, the history of it, you know, everything about it. It's mm. not just, I'm going to do a wee bit of this, I'm going to do a wee bit of grab, I'm going to do a wee bit of boxing, I'm going to do a wee bit of kickbox, Mai Tai. Mm. You're actually into it. Yeah, That's absolutely. the thing I noticed with you. You're, it's, not like, it's not like, oh, I'm good at this, I'm just going to do it. It's, mm. you know, you're, in, you're in there, you're in, in the actual... Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's a hard balance. It's an interesting point you make because not a lot of people sort of think about that. Yeah. They don't really think about martial arts whenever they think MMA or uh, UFC. They think spectacle. They think McGregor. They think trash talk, which is obviously a huge part of yeah. the sport. It's the reason probably it is so big is for the likes of people like yeah. McGregor, things like that. And of course, for the entertainment value. Do yeah. you know what I mean? If everyone was just bowing to each other, there was uh, no shade talk. It wouldn't be as big as it was. If everybody was a Wonderboy Thompson. Exactly. <laughs> but then again, like... His martial arts still shown shine through. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So it's a hard, it's a fine balance. Like it really just depends on who you are as a person. Yeah. And as mentioned, like I just want to be, I'm just being myself. Like yeah. that situation yeah. that happened with Jordan after the fight. It's not like I thought here. The cameras here. I just fought here, but yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really console him and near cry beside him because it looks good for like yeah, nothing like that's going through your yeah. head. It's just real in the moment, and like yeah, it's in, that's an interesting point you make because. I do try to th- think of it as the martial arts lifestyle, and, yeah. and it, there's more goes into that than just the fight night. There's no, I, it's in- intense discipline, it's self betterment. It's yeah, yeah. That's that's the life that I live like, and yeah, at the it's, end it's, of the a day, li- it's a lifestyle. Like it's not exactly. Know, uh, exactly. Like, there's a difference. Like the boxer's lifestyle, and you have the, the, but the martial artist, especially mixed martial artists. Mm-hmm. No, there's so much. It's absolutely. Like, Tony, more you, like, you probably don't know this. Tony's. A, uh, Max Marshall, <laughs> man. Oh really? I'm Let's taking go. like Let ten lessons. Go. Let's go. Where are you training? I'm Daggy. He's taking me Daggy McLean. Oh right, I fucking know. Which is off. for me, do you know what it is? It's one of them things where, like, when I was talking to Daggy and you're talking about training, like, I'm only doing striking, so. There's been no BJJ no or anything. Game, no ground game, man. Yeah, Everyone ex- that's watching. Exactly. Come across but, the uh, <laughs> I'm too low to the ground anyway. You wouldn't even get me up. But uh, I knew, I told Paul before we came up here, I goes, guarantee Mickey throws that in somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I, gonna, I thought it was only grappling you're doing. I was going to say, Paul, if we had to put a time on it, <laughs> between five and ten seconds or under five seconds, how quick would you just <laughs> <Yeah>. out? <laughs> My neck's pretty fat. I think I'd be all right for a wee bit. I uh, think he would probably last ten seconds, to be fair. <laughs> like, he seems a pretty strong guy. Uh, no, but you know what I find really, really... There's two things I wonder. I find it mad the way, like, whenever you do break it down, I know there's a lot of training in all sports, but, like, for example, Dak would be saying, like, you'd be doing boxing at, like, 7 a.m. in the morning in Belfast, and then you could be doing BJJ in there at 9, and then you could be somewhere else at 12, and he just goes like it just rolls. It's because there's so many different sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. One thing I definitely bet you people are wondering as well is, and this isn't me being like pernicious, social life has to take such, it's like bodybuilding to an extent, like I just feel like. It has to take such a big hit, doesn't it? Oh, I mean, there's no, there's none there's in no there. balance <laughs> when you're when especially when you're preparing for a fight. Now, I'm very very blessed. I have very good friends and family, and like my yeah. friends, like we do try to sort of make sure we're seeing each other. Two of my best mates live in Belfast. I live with one of them, so yeah. like I'm seeing my best mates a lot, which is so unbelievably important. Like, and I do know how important that is because 
I've went to the other end of the spectrum before in my career. For example, like whenever I was younger, everyone was moving up to uni. I was like, got to chase a dream. Like they all moved in the house. I was by myself and I was like, had this mindset of like, sure, I don't need to see anyone. Do you know what I mean? I'm on this grind. I'm going to make it. And then you do that for X amount of months, six months, and you realize, fuck, I'm depressed. Oh, You're like, maybe I do actually yeah. need to see people. Oh, <laughs> do you know mate, what I mean? Your mates stop texting you because you, every they time think, they text you, you say no. That's yeah, the same yeah. as me with yeah, DJing. Yeah. Like, they're like, do you want to go out and start They're like, oh, no, I'm DJing. They're like, no bar. And then they dude, keep going for about six months and they just stop texting. Yeah. Like, they don't nobody likes either. getting, they don't want to bully you and they don't, nobody likes getting said no to. Yeah. And also they don't want to <laughs> probably, and, and with your your side of things with sports, they're probably like, oh, I don't want to just in case he does say I, and then he goes, no, we, we derail him from his thing. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But then that's why it's so important to surround yourself with, with those people who actually want the best for you, the same values as you. Yeah. And do you know what I mean? There's always a, like a, a cutting process as you grow up. Like, well, we but, talk about it all the time. You, yeah. you, know, you keep, you know, you find out you don't need a big circle. You find out who's who brings positive stuff into your life and who... No, who detracts the detractors? <laughs> even, they could be your best friends in the world, and they have their place. Mm-hmm. But it's a detract from what your goal is. You go to, rem, you know, you can't have to just remember and go. I still love him the bits. Mm-hmm. Just have to keep him over there a wee bit because he's not going. <clears throat> he's not going to help me get to yeah. where I want to get. For but sure. the best crack in the world afterwards. <laughs> I'll, I'll you know. I'll go in the lads' holiday with him after mm-hmm. the fight. But see for these next sixteen weeks of camp. You need, to yeah. you need to stay over there. Last yeah. week. I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I, I'm so fortunate that yeah. like, my best mates are like, like brothers. Like, uh, do I mean in every sense of the word? Like, n- I wouldn't ha- wouldn't even have these thoughts now. Yeah. Which I'm so blessed because I've got such a good friend group. Yeah. So it's like, like they get the crack. Do you know what I mean they've been my friend for years now? They understand what my lifestyle is like. Yeah. They respect that just as I respect their lifestyles. Do you know what I mean? My friends are doing good things as well so yeah it's probably too when when you when they win you know I mean, oh, it's like massively it's, yeah massively yeah, yeah, when yeah people get so embroiled and it's like it's because uh, even there like like kiwi from the hatfield he'd be he goes over to your fights and like he get like, he doesn't get excited about anything mm-hmm. I, i've known kiwi from 2015 he doesn't get excited about anything but fuck he gets excited about your fights yeah. like and i've never seen that man excited about nothing <laughs> in my life and when the, as soon as he gets the tickets the whole run up that He's like, oh, I can't wait for this, can't wait for this, London, we're going to London, we're going to this. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's music to my ears, that, yeah. that means a lot when I hear things like that, like, yeah. more so than people, like, saying nice things to you when when you meet yeah. them or whatever, that is something that's like, oh, wow, like, I'm really creating this this feeling for people, and yeah. that's that's what I'm going for, I'm going for the full experience, I'm not just going for, ah, here, you tune in this fight, ah. I'm going for the full thing, the experience, the fans traveling. Like just wait till you see when it hits Vegas because it's gonna be in a whole new level. Like, because yeah. you're you, the thing is too. Although you're an athlete, you're also an entertainer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know that's it's. I know they're they're interlinked, but like it's one of the things that people don't put into enough because you're trying to get that balance between where you're coming across as confident, but you're not too much. You're trash talking, but it's not just talk. Mm-hmm. So it is like as you said, a balancing game. But one thing that you touched on there that I think is really key is that idea, and I've definitely got lost in that. And I'd say you have too, is where you feel like the grind has to be by yourself and you have to lock away for six months because that happened to me where like you, you're like you hear all this stuff on social media it's like cut everybody out just go monk mode for six months and 12 months and that is good and you do make really good progress but then the thing is all of a sudden your mind you start losing your mind a little bit and not in a good way not like where you're losing your mind and you're like fuck I'm going places you're losing your mind in a case of like I'm actually feeling off balance here. I feel mm. like off kilter. Something's not sitting right. And I feel like it's whenever you look at like uh, the hierarchy of needs, it's because you're actually not socializing. Yes, you are maybe in that setting, but you're actually not getting a release from that sport. Like your as much as your sport is a release, it's not the same. It's not the same as downtime. No. 
So I feel like that happened to me with business and coaching and bodybuilding. Everything starts revolving around it. And then you're like, fuck, all I do is talk about money, coaching, fitness. And then it's all well and good. And you're like, oh, but my fitness is my, my downtime. No, it's not your downtime anymore. Yeah. Because it's like, I remember going to a bodybuilding course and they were like, right. So we're going to get people to stand up and say one interesting thing about themselves. Can't be about like lifting weights. And like literally everybody was like, sat back down. Joe, it was like a case of like, because that's all they do. Uh, and, I, and I was sort of like, fuck it. At the time, I was firefighting. I was like, fuck, that's my interesting thing, Joe. Yeah. I've got something on these bastards. And then as soon as I left firefighting, I was like, fuck, I have nothing. Well, yeah. yeah, so I think that's interesting for anybody that's listening in your sport or mine or even doing DJ. It's like that you don't have to, because I think for a long time period, I thought if I worked seven days a week or grinded the balls of every single day of the year versus you end up just doing the same amount of work yeah. but shitter quality mm -hmm. and you spread it out if that makes sense i'm not too yeah. sure if you know that but especially whenever i cut off people no it makes sense at the end of the day the way i think of that is like direction is more important than speed yeah i mean so you can go fast in the short term but in the long term if you're if your direction's off like you're not getting there do you know yeah. what i mean but yeah. in saying that as well you have to push your limit to know your limit yeah do you know what i mean so you have to Full do circle. them times of yeah. and you talk to anybody that's successful they've went through periods of that like They've never been the right balance the whole time. No, otherwise yeah. they wouldn't be where they're at. So you need to push your balance, or your your. Uh, <clears throat> you need to push it to see what limits you actually have. You're sort of fucked to in a sport where like now there's more on the line. There's more. Re there's now there's more reward in every sport or every aspect than ever before because there's more money on the cards yeah. than there was 10, 15 years ago. So the thing is, people are willing to give up more and more of themselves for a shot at that. And then when you've got people who aren't taking fucking days off, then you're hardly going to turn around on Sunday and go, you know what, I'm going to take the day off yeah. and relax. Because in the back of your mind, you're like, he outworked me. And that's mm -hmm. the same with like, if you're on Instagram, if oh, you're DJ, like as much as you don't want to say it, there's somebody always trying to take your spot. Mm -hmm. So it's that mindset of like, can I do it? It's, it's hard to know, do I deserve a break? Mm. Or do I, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, think uh, that, I think that's what people struggle with as well. Uh, I definitely struggle with that. Like I think I've maybe got better throughout the years like it used to be hard for me to take rest days yeah not, i was never one of these guys like oh like never take a rest day ever like i enjoy my time off like i'll chill out on a sunday by myself yeah. all day lying sofa no bother at all like yeah. but i think <clears throat> as you say when when you're if you're going for something big it's like i think about there's these guys in dagestan training every single day and that's just what they do yeah they theirs. pray and they wrestle and they beat cunts up like yeah do you know what i mean and that's just it so it's like, that's what I sort of think about if I have to get myself going. Where's that times. place? Dagestan. <laughs> Fuck you, that. Well, you, you know Khabib? Khabib. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, right. It sounds like they're going to fight they're bears they're or something. They, they, they literally they do, do fight bears. bears so. <laughs> they do, they fight bears. Like, that's the whole thing. But it's like... You better get back to work. <laughs> Fuck it. Thing is too, is what like, can I fight there? Like a fucking you, cow or something? Well, you can find a few bears in a black car park. I was just saying, some cats or something. Two farmers, like, just jacked as fuck. The consequences, but I find... There's a whole thing. I remember Rogan talked about years ago. When, when fighters have one foot in, one foot out. It goes, it never ends well for them. And I, I, I think that that's the way, you know, the, you, you, you have to live that, that sport. You can't, it's not like Gaelic or soccer where you can, you know, you play it. There's the consequences. Oh, people are going to like The that. consequences you want or lose. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But the consequences you, you want or lose, the consequences for you is you can take bad damage to your head or bad mm. damage to your body. Breaking bones is part of the job. Almost, whereas football injuries, uh, yeah, 
you know, they're, they're not normally, the consequences aren't as bad, mm. but for a fighter in combat sports, the consequences are, they can be life-altering. Yeah. If you're not prepared, if you're like, if you go in too dehydrated, like everybody knows, it's not good, you know, for the concussions, it's not good for hitting, getting hit in the head, you miss weight, you know, there's, footballers keep themselves in great condition, but mm. three times a year, you're not telling them that, you know, you need to get down lower, you need to get down lower, you need to mm. get down lower, or you need to, you know, you need to do this, or I just think for someone like yourself and for other fighters, it's it is it's a it's it's an all in or none in, yeah. Because you're not getting far if you're if you're taking like that's why Paddy Pimblett's kind of like it's a weird one when he when he shoots up and weight and goes down. I know, I know he says he's not going to continue to do it, but mm. for him to get that far, keep continue doing that is how is, far does he you know, go? Uh, I think he's got a low ceiling. Like I I've, uh, like he's been in cage wars a long time since I've been there as well. I just don't think, and it's not even anything personal against him. But he's just not that good. No, he's striking's just not that very, good. Striking's very like, poorly. But he, but he's a star. Aye. Do you know what I mean? He is a star. Aye. And I'll take off away from him. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the UFC is a business machine. Yeah. It's a money making machine. Yeah. And he's gonna make the money. So yeah. they give him the right opponents. Like he lost that fight last week. Oh, don't know how he got the decision. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. But that's just how it is. It's a make money making machine, and that's why your brand and the marketing is so important because you can be a paddy pimlet, not be that good, not have a low ceiling, yeah. but still get in and make a shit ton of money. Like entertaining, so, exactly. It's a, it, as you mentioned, it is the entertainment business. Yeah, he is. He is. He's, he's especially now when you have like McGregor's kind of out of the picture, but then they had Darn Till for a while. He's probably out of the picture again. They they have they always have to have the the British star mm-hmm. Leon Edwards. Is a lot like yourself. He goes about his business, mm. and he's 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 more of a. He doesn't really play up to the cameras too much. Mm. Bisping's gone behind the camera now, whereas Paddy's kind of stepped in, and he's and and Molly in a way too. They stepped yeah. in there. All eyes are on them. Mm. For, for people who haven't won that many fights, they've more eyes on them than probably yeah, probably is he at the moment. Mm, well, I mean that's probably. <laughs> You're probably right enough there in a sense, like no, in yeah. a sense, like because when there's a whole thing about when people go back to Australia, it's like mm. Alexander, they don't you don't really hear from them. It's like you know, yeah. when Australia's one of them countries where once you go there, it's like they could be doing this class work, but it's mm. like it's like nobody nobody ever talks about it. Yeah, and then when they come back, you're like, oh, forget he's a goat, because <laughs> yeah. he just goes away for a while and comes back. It's like when John Jones comes back, people people are almost forgetting what John Jones is about. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's been bulking now for. Three years, maybe four years, uh, nearly. Yeah, yeah. And he's sitting, he's running about there, two hundred and fifty fifty pounds or whatever he's meant to be at now. And um, when he comes back, people are going to go, "Fuck, remember him? Mm-hmm. Remember that's the reason that a lot of people got into UFC was stay up late for John mm-hmm. Jones." That's it. Relevancy is so important in this game, and it's we're in the TikTok generation. Do I mean people got short memories? So it's yeah. like staying on there, like keeping the content going out, keeping people thinking about you. Do you know what I mean that's what, for example, Paddy does so well? Yeah, he's he's really good at his content. So, do you struggle with that a bit? Uh, like putting myself out there. I like doing, but I like doing more stuff that you can. Like it's not really me, but um, or do you keep nah. yourself just go? No, I'm just doing what I do. No, like I'm fortunate. I have a couple of lads work for me. Yeah. Shout out Roscoe and Roy, who oh, are yeah, yeah. who are, are work with me. Creative. So yeah, yeah, I mean, who are unbelievable at what they do. Like yeah. I've released a movie last year. Do yeah. you know what I mean? That's been five years in the making. So it's like. Although I'm maybe not as good at the day-to-day content, I'm not vetting myself too much. I used to, like, now I just don't really Aye. feel the need to. Yeah. Like, I have the lads produce the content for me. But, like, it, it's so important, as I mentioned. Like, we put out a movie that's been five years in the making, like, so I'm definitely 
I've got the right things in place. I've I've had things documented for five, six years now. So like we're we're thinking Netflix, we're thinking big movies, yeah. McGregor esque. If not, to be honest, we're we're gonna do it better. Like we we have a lot more footage from back in the day. So it's very very important that you're you're putting that stuff out there and and, and essentially building your brand, bringing yeah. these people with you. Did you, did you get that? Well, we probably, we probably didn't, but like the Kanye thing. Yeah. So I mean, Kanye, unbelievable. Like, Kanye filmed himself even before he's big. He filmed mm-hmm. everything. They were like, "Why are you doing that?" He goes, "Cause so when I'm big, we've got ten yeah. years of follies." And they're like, "But I don't get what you mean." And then he, and then he's just like, "Just believe me, mm-hmm. believe me." The like drive. He, and that and was then, way back in oh, the day. Like, like it's no, easy for me to say that. Even five years ago, when yeah. I haven't done anything, it's easy for me to be like, "Here, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be massive." So I'll video myself. Back when he was doing it, it was yeah. like videos, all that sort of stuff was just starting. Those camcorders. Do you know what I mean? Then he was like, "Here, now nah, video me. I'm a producer, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into rapping and take over the game." Yeah. And he's got it all in video. Oh, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. From from day dot, from him going into offices and going, "Here's my CD," mm-hmm. and they go, "Who are you?" And he's just like, "Take a CD, take a CD, take yeah. a yeah. CD." It's unbelievable. To now, and then now he's got film crews around him yeah, and, yeah. and everyone else. But mm-hmm. so what's we're not. We're not. We're not going to get in the UFC chat. What's next? Where? Where? Have you got a fight coming up in Cage Warriors? Is there anything? Nothing confirmed. Nothing confirmed. Nothing confirmed. We've we've got options. We're talking to people. Like I'm just letting my management deal with most yeah. of it, to be honest, because there's no point in me speculating and here this is happening and then oh we might do this, we might do that. I'm waiting till things are set in stone. But we're uh, of course that last fight has put me in a very good position. Like yeah. put me in a very good and position. And would you stay at so. stay at the same weight? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah yeah for sure. Yeah, because sure. normally that's the f- first thing people normally do or talk about is like, mm-hmm. well, why don't you go up for the next guy? Well, I mean, I definitely would consider it. Yeah, for sure. If I was getting the right bag, like I would, yeah. I would definitely consider it. But we'll see. Yeah, it's it's one of those. It's it's just I always find it really fascinating as, as well. With a lot of people jumping the Connor train, they didn't they didn't they didn't see the Cage Warriors Connor. You know, they think Connor McGregor simply was born. In the UFC, whereas I had kind of come across him because because of Cage Wars and the way he talked in Cage Wars, mm-hmm. um, and now I think with yourself, that like Cage Wars is exciting now. Like it's mm-hmm. a lot of people are starting to show the respect that it deserves. Whereas before it was UFC and then a wee bit Bellator, and then people mm-hmm. would have looked at Bama and stuff and went oh, and then Cage Wars was like oh that's the one that. You can see in Ireland all the time. Yeah. But now people are starting to go to, like, that cage where he's like, that one you were on. Like, the amount of people tweeting about that, mm. which was, it's something I've never come across with cage warriors before. The odd time you would see a bit, but, like, everybody, like, really, like, out, far outshone anything I've seen Bellator doing in, in the last yeah. way. Like, like, it was going off on Twitter. Everybody was behind it. Everybody had soaked up in it. Do you think that a lot of that's to do with the, the ta- people realise the talent pool that's coming out of Cage Wars. I think that's definitely a large thing to do with it. It's the likes of McGregor, Bisping, Dan yeah. Hardy, people like that coming directly from Cage Wars. The fact that they've been around a long time too. They're yeah. well known. They're not just a new promotion that started yeah. up, which is very important. Like an MMA promotion that's been around a long time is a, is a good sign because it's not the... The money in the industry is not huge. No. It's starting... That, that goes to my next point. It's getting a lot bigger because the industry is getting a lot bigger too. Yeah. But then you have stars as well. Do you know what I mean? You have stars, people that are coming through and people are realizing now, people are watching from the States, from around the world and they're getting in MMA so much that they're now going on beyond the UFC. They're looking at here, who's the best fighters coming up through Europe? Yeah. Who do I watch? Cage Warriors. And then they start following stars yeah. from there. So it's, it's an amazing thing. It all works in together. 
and so it's, it's like even with the fight pass getting on board big mm. and even though with like Gordon Ryan is at the flow of the grappling people now are starting to tune in and go oh what's this about because mm. they'll and then oh, we, there's no punching and they know people are like oh is this not MMA because it's UFC fight passes everywhere mm. you see boys grappling everybody's starting to get into that I think it's really good for the sport especially you're with IFS isn't it is uh, FAI and uh, Belfast Fight Academy yeah um They've got some good fighters in there too. Absolutely. And uh, what? Do you, who's the guy? There's a guy you, uh, you used to always watch years ago. If he was, he's in your corner. Joe Colgan. Joe Colgan. Yeah, yeah, an Irish MMA OG, right oh, there. Oh, he like, he's like back in the day, one like of the, one of the most entertaining fighting fighters yeah. Ireland's ever produced. Like he's fought all the best, was always in entertaining fights, like and was a, also became a world champion in Cage Warriors too yeah. last year. So yeah, good friend of mine. And how, how do you how did that feel when you went back to the gym? That was it. The Tuesday there was like they done a, the homecoming, or was it Tuesday or Wednesday after the fight? After my fight, yeah. you mean? Yeah. Oh, I mean, <laughs> it's it's special, man. It's really, really special. Like I'm unbelievably fortunate to have like such an amount of people. Like we've quite a homely gym, although yeah. it's very successful, and we've got uh, basically all the best fighters in the country coming to us now. Yeah, it's still got that homely, homely sort of feeling to it, and to come back and you just see all the faces who you see every day. And you see how much it means to them as well. Yeah. It's it's unbelievably special. Like so, very and all very the wee kids. Ah, mate, it's it's amazing. Like we have such a good kids program. Yeah, and up, up in Fight Academy as well, and they're all love their MMA. And then they see these belts, and they're like, "Oh, this is the best thing ever!" And it's like, yeah, it's it's amazing. Like it's something though. Like I think to an extent, everybody should be able to handle themselves to some extent physically. Like that's the only oh, yeah. reason I started is because yeah. I think anybody that has a half decent fucking throwing punch thinks that's me sus but there's a, such a big difference between throwing one haymaker and actually being physically competent mm-hmm. now you're not going to go out and scrap people in the fucking streets but i mean in case of like that's the new way coming out you know <laughs> i mean in terms of actually being physically i think competent and confidence then grows where versus i feel like if you don't have that in you that confidence probably never fully there because even from like a behavioral like do you know like an ancestry thing like Fighting would have happened quite regular, you know, like hundreds oh. of years ago. Joe, it's only really probably last hundred plus years. Like that's all died down, and now mm-hmm. it's almost seen as like if you see a fight, it's almost abnormal. Whereas, mm-hmm. like I'm sure way back, so I feel like it's one of the things that if you don't have that competency to some small extent, it's actually worth. Like that's one of the reasons why I started with Daggy because I was like, I'm not used to getting punched in the head, mm-hmm. so it's like a completely. Like my comfort zone is the gym. I was going to say, who's going to punch you in the head in the gym? Hopefully. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But it's one of the things where, like, I was saying, like, I was on a different podcast and he was, like, saying to me, Daggy was slagging me about, like, my job and stuff. But the thing is, it's one of them things where, like, we just take the piss, right? But he'll always say, you know, you sp- I didn't know the rule of sparring was, like, you know, you spar and you hit as hard as you want to get hit. And he was like, I do that. So I was like, right, fuck it. I'll just whack him and see how hard he is. And I just hit him. It wasn't even that. And he whacked me and I was like, fuck my head. And he came clean off my shoulders. But for me, it's sort of nice because if you're not getting hit, then you you realize you're not going to break. Do you know what I mean? But if you're not hit off, and it's 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 a strange feeling. Yeah, that, and then you also getting hit makes you respect. Oh, okay, I don't want to be fighting people. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. I want to avoid conflict on the streets. Right. Do you know what I mean? Once once you get that respect for it, then I think that's why you, you see fighters. And the last thing last thing I ever want to do is be in some sort of a conflict right. in yeah. public. Like, no. I've always been that way, but like. The, it's it's dangerous shit. Like do you it's dangerous think? Shit. Do you think? I always thought this way. Do you? Because you're all assuming. 
No, mm. I, I've seen you in social settings. And like <laughs> you're, you're, not a, you're not imposing. I don't want to know where that you're was. You're not but... imposing yourself on people. Yeah. Do you think? Know. Do you ever think someday some poor fella is going to come go like bang into you and then go move out of the way? Well, I mean, I would. I would never even consider. Like, uh, you wouldn't. You couldn't. Someone, like, yeah, because they the think it was actual self defense. Do you uh, know what I mean? Like it's then it just is what it is. They're but it would, get would, you, would you have to kind of go, no lad, you don't want this. Like no, I mean, like I would. I wouldn't even say anything like that. Like I would just like avoid. Just walk away. Get myself yeah. away from the situation. Like that's the last thing I'd ever want yeah. to do. Do you know what I mean? Different when you know you're gonna win. Do you know what I mean? Like when this you know thing. you're actually gonna put him in a hospital, you're just like, well, there's no point. And my ego doesn't need stroked. I yeah. don't need. And if anything, it probably takes more self restraint, more self discipline mm. to then walk away. In that sense, mm. it's different walking away whenever like you actually can do fuck all. Mm. Like that's just useless. But the thing is, it's it's sort of like a. It's like, I know this sounds really odd, but it's like whenever people say like loyalty isn't loyalty if nobody else fucking wants you. In like a relationship, I know it sounds terrible, but it's one of them things where like (laughs) you're laughing at that. But I I always laugh at that as like a a quote, but it's a, I think it's interesting because whenever you're actually disciplined, people don't use it. And then you always see like the scuffles on the street and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, this isn't, it isn't like a proper actual fight. It's fucking bonkers. So aside from fighting, MMA, personally, mm-hmm. where do you, where do you, you know, because I know mm-hmm. there's more, you're not just a fighter, there's more, I know, you, I know there's a lot more you want to do, what, what do you see, have you got any personal things you want to start doing as well, you know, because now, bra- now your brand's rising, you're, you're, of course you're earning more, mm-hmm. you know, well, and you're a lot, Case <laughs> <laughs> Warriors aren't playing that bag yet, like, and you're, you know, you've got your path, is there stuff, is there stuff you want to, I know there's other stuff you want to get into, do you want to diversify? No, yeah. or are you talking or, about no, five years? Just no, in general. No, in general, no. Right, I mean, right now, I have a singular focus, you know, and I, it has to be that way. Yeah. It has to be that way. Now, I absolutely, like, will diversify in the future, and I, and I will capitalize in my position. Right now, where I'm at, it's like, I just need to be in the gym 24-7. Yeah. Like, that's the best use of my time. Yeah. I'm always thinking, like, if there was something else that was add more value to my life and to my training, another side hustle, I would go into that. Yeah. Right now, and I, I'm considering things right now yeah. because I have these options that are more available to me now yeah. because of my success. But it's it's a hard thing because yeah. I have these opportunities and they're being presented, and I can take them and make a little bit more money. But it's like, is that worth my time or not? Yeah. Whenever, because I know what I need to be doing, and ultimately, whenever I break through to the UFC, I'm going to be a superstar very very soon when I get in there within the year. So it's like, I sort of know what's where's the best. Yeah. investment of my yeah. time right now and that's being in the gym every single day getting better and, and being the best fighter that I can be like it's that long term focus rather than short term like sort of you're letting the fucking calf grow into a cow yeah. before you fucking get it it's, absolutely and it, I think that's a really smart move knowing what's actually going to pay you off in the long run because it's all well and good maybe making a quick couple you see this all the time somebody does relatively well and then they start milking the fuck out of it mm. and you see my ah. and I'll just be blunt you see my protein sponsorships and now mm. and it's absolute muck and their engagement even their engagement Instagram dies down people start seeing not that they're selling out but they're they're starting to uh, take any money that's starting to come initially at them. Yeah. And then you start to see like that. It's like prime example is like I get asked all the time to share and I'm like, I would never share this. So this yeah. isn't going up no matter. Like people going 1500 pounds for a fucking story post and you're going, that sounds great, but that's fucking stupid. Like, I don't yeah. fucking use well, that. Manscaped yeah. can keep sending me products to this podcast. 
Oh, like manscaped now. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I don't get dead like them. No, I don't grow any hair, so I'm all right. Uh, but no, I, uh, look, you've made me lose my train of thought now. <laughs> I can't even speak. I'm all nervous now. But the, the other thing, well, just to make people aware, it's Monday, the Monday before Christmas, and Paul's back training, so we were like, right, get a, get a time, because we needed, we needed him. If we're going to do it here, we need him. And he's like, well, back training, so could we do it half ten in the morning? And that leaves that just shows that leaves you, so you have the whole day, and then you go back to training and you do your thing. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't realize that you don't, you know, it is your life. Mm-hmm. And as we we talked about it on the podcast about you know, it's more than you know professional footballers they do their thing for a couple of hours in the morning, they get their break, they do their things in the evening. Whereas mm-hmm. you could be grappling in the morning, but feeding, recovery, massage boxing and then you may even be because I know a lot of these boys do it you take classes from time to time you mm-hmm. give back mm-hmm. and I think that's one of the greatest things with MMA with the gyms is you don't just go on too too good for that mm-hmm. like a, not not taking the kids whereas you boys you do you actively do and it's a promotion of the of the sport yeah well I mean you got to give back when you can yeah. do you know what I mean not to say that I'm <laughs> coaching all the time do you know what I mean uh, but it's like I have my focus and, and people respect that but it is good to, to, to yeah. give back. Do you know I mean just what's been passed down to you? Yeah, you got to pass on down. Do you know what I mean? And add your own sort of flavor to that, which is which is nice. Like, yes, yeah, so imagine like for them kids, you and Joe coming in and take. Yeah, you know, like how's that not going to not inspire the next group coming uh-huh. through? Like, just that's funny you say that because the last two weeks I've been going down to the kids' class uh, throughout the days, like just to bring the belt down and like yeah. ask questions or answer questions and stuff, and just the look on their faces yeah. is like priceless priceless and they'd be like like the kids class starts from like five years old or something yeah. and the coaches are like hands up who watched the fight every single kid's like like go mad i watched <laughs> it like obviously their parents would be involved in the gym yeah. and stuff so it's like nah that that's sick like there's me at five watching fucking thomas the tank engine i, I, uh, <laughs> I know here it's mental <laughs> you see these kids doing crumbs. double leg takedowns and throwing one twos at like five six years old i think like it's it's crazy like do you know what I think as well is really good that whenever you give to, you always get back. People, people, and the thing is, you're probably getting as much as they're getting inspiration. You probably get a lot of motivation because whenever you're inspiring people like that, mm-hmm. I think it fuels you from a deeper place. Yeah, because, for sure. Because like I, I like we had, I had Garf speaking at events last week, and he always calls it like the burning house analogy. He's like, whenever if there's if there's nobody you really care about or anybody you want in the burning house, you'll not really be. But he goes family somebody that really matters to you or kids, he goes, you'll immediately go in for it. You'll always do it. So he says, like, if you're doing something for other people that you care about or you see on a regular basis, you'll always do it more than you will for yourself because when you run out of fuel for yourself, mm-hmm. there's other people fueling your tank. Yep. And when you're doing it for just you, you'll usually run out. And you, I think you do see that in certain individuals. That's when people burn out. Whereas I feel like, I know this from personal experience, I'm sure you used to do as well. You don't burn out whenever you're doing it for somebody else. And I feel like that's probably something you probably don't, you probably do click enough, but maybe it's not said. No, it's something that I don't see a whole lot of people say. It's all, Joe, I'm doing this for me. and mm. But like, I, like that's who you're actually, you're inspiring and then yeah. they're, you're fueling you. I find that very interesting because that's something a lot of people yeah, probably don't touch that's, on. That's a very, very good point. Very, very good point. Um, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I would think about that too. Like you, at the end of the day, it's, it's got to be something greater than yourself to get you through the hard yeah. times. Do you know what I mean? It's got to be. And, and I think it's why... It's putting belief almost in that something beyond you. It's it's like my family, my friends or whatever. It's like they believe beyond me. So when I'm feeling shitty, like like I've yeah. still got that fire burning. Like 
And I think that's why people like believe in, who believe and 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 worship God a lot as yeah. well. They believe that 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 something bigger to them is driving them. Picture. They've got that bigger purpose, and it's like, no, I got to get after it because. I have faith. Do you know yeah. what I mean? The difference you make too, like it's something as simple as like, although you'll be like, oh, well, this does it, like these are wee small things. Like if you're taking an underage class, that's the difference between somebody whenever they grow up turning into a fucking junkie and somebody actually choosing a discipline path. Now, like you, you'll never see that because that's that thing, but it, all it takes is a couple key words mm. and you've made a real influence, not the shite influence that everybody talks about, but like do you know that where people diverge into two paths. It can be just something as simple as you say something, fuck, that's a really good takedown. Something simple like it, and they just get hooked because of that compliment, that drive from you, versus they could have gave up the following week, and now all of a sudden, Joe, you know, they're unhealthy, they're unhappy, they start going down a negative path, so you don't realize the positive effect you actually probably have on people yeah. whenever you stay, because whenever you stay the path, and you, you walk through that, and you make it to the other side, people go, fuck, if he's done that, he's from where I am. Mm -hmm. I can fucking do that. Yeah. And then I feel like all of a sudden it, it, it literally creates the path for other people to go, well, that's been done. I can do that. It's always hardest whenever you're one of the, the first couple. And I feel like you'll notice that with more and more people as they go through. A prime example is like a lot of people used to never do f fitness or yeah. online. Or we talked about it last week. And the amount of people now, fuck me, everywhere you go is fucking three tips for fat loss. Three, everybody wants to fucking pee because they know they can actually fucking do it. Yeah. And I guarantee you that you'll see more and more of that, which is interesting because Although it's harder for you, imagine if you're starting MMA in 10 years, 10, the amount of people fucking do it. Mm -hmm. It'll be, but I think that's, it's probably a real thing. It's down that barrier that they sort of maybe perceive to be there. It's like whenever I was coming up as a fighter, there was no Irish guys in the UFC. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, that was just a completely unheard of thing that I would never imagine that could be a career for me in the future. Yeah. And then Conor McGregor broke through and then he starts fighting in the UFC. Then he starts winning in the UFC. And I'm coming up as this amateur fighter, and I'm like, your man from down the roads uh, in the UFC, so why the hell could I not do it? So it's yep. exactly what the point you're speaking to. It breaks down that barrier, and it essentially eliminates that doubt of, I can't do that. And as, as mentioned earlier, especially in fighting, it's just the elimination of doubt is the most important thing for success. So these kids coming up, and they're, they're maybe having these experiences. They're meeting a, a world champion from their area. They're meeting somebody who's been yeah. there and done it, and they're like, ah, okay, so... I, I could maybe do this if if I put my mind to it. So very important, and that's yeah. it's on you, touch too. Like it's it's something I take so so seriously is is being a role model because I think we we lack maybe role models a little bit in this yeah, country. Maybe just because it's a small country, I I don't know, but I feel like I feel like it's such an important thing, and it's something that I do take seriously. Like so these kid class kids classes and stuff. Like if I'm out like friggin' partying all weekend and yeah. doing this and that, and I'm coming in and talking to kids, it's like it's completely. Uh, it it's a complete hypocritical. Yeah. Whereas if I'm actually living that life and I'm be, trying to be successful and getting after that, then that's a lot more inspiring. It's because you're more. If your morals and values are in the right place, and then you're leading by that, and you're also your actions reflect that. It's not. Mm. Your, it's easy to say, Joe. You know, this is my number one priority, but your actual actions will always speak about it. And then I feel like whenever you give back like that, you'll always get more from it. I just feel like it's it's like a it's like a positive feedback loop because mm -hmm. then you'll lean in more because you're getting more then you get more out of it and it just constantly goes whereas I feel like a lot of the time to get that initially you have to lean in for such a long time period before you get anything back mm -hmm. that's usually when people drop off yeah, you're absolutely and, right. and that's the, that's the frustration mm -hmm. part of this yeah. like the circle yeah and I feel like I was there for so long I'm sure you were I'm sure you, and the problem is it 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 burns me because you'll you'll see people come in and you'll know they're not a million miles away and you see people sometimes 
about to drop off. And the difference is they get talking to one of us or they get talking to somebody and it's just that little nudge. And it's like, they're literally like that. They're like a wee tiny bit away from it and then they just get it or they disappear. And it's such a, it's interesting what makes the difference. Yeah. But usually it is somebody having that little bit of an influence. And I feel like it's just one of the things you don't take into account enough. It's Yeah, but I find it, I find it would be, it's a lot easier for you because you're real. Like it's none of it's an act. Mm-hmm. No, you get no people would lie to themselves and they put on an act. No, I'm going to do this, going to give back this, want to be a role model. They throw out the wee phrases and all. But for you, it's, it's real. This is you. You're not, you know, you're not hiding away at the weekends. You know, you get, you know, as you said, you know, the boys partying all weekends, coming in, going, oh, I'm a good role model for the kids. Mm-hmm. But really, they're just or by my program. Do you I, know what I mean for yeah. health? And you're out partying at the weekends. It's like exactly. Which is, I mean, I'm not, I, not knocking it at any. Do do what do you? Yeah. But it, it but it, it's harder for them. It's easy when you're. You're, you're just Paul Hughes, this is you. It's not an act, you get up in the morning, you're the same guy goes to bed at night, you're the same guy goes into the gym. No, you're not acting up, you're not, you're not hiding who you really are. This mm. is this is you, you're, an MM, you're a martial artist, you're an MMA fighter. You know, you're, you're a role model of the kids, you're not putting on an act. Mm. No, it's like, you can see the veil drops in certain people, I'll not, I'll not say, well, Connor's a billionaire now, it's hard not to turn into a dick, you're a billionaire. Like, yeah. no, if you're going from poor to become a billionaire, everybody's going to lose their mind for a certain point mm. of their life. But I'd lose my mind. No swear. Oh, I'd lose I'd my mind. If, <laughs> if I was buying a Lamborghini yacht, I'd be a nightmare. Like I'd be yeah. a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. you know, like, do you what you want. I don't care. Yeah, work away. You know, like, there's difference. There's difference when you become rich and you, when you become that rich. And mm. it's especially when you're coming from from being on the dole mm. for his first fight. And like. He does. He is going to be a bit mad at the moment, but um, tell me someone who's not going to go mad. I was going to say yeah. somebody like you sort of deserve to. Nobody's, go said, a bit. nobody's going to yeah. say no to Conor McGregor. I think yeah. he does in his life. Now. Like, but even saying that, I, like I have empathy for the guy. I yeah. sort of feel for him at the oh, same tough, time because like, at the end of the day, like what we think, or we think uh, his li- life is like. Yeah, it's just we could never ever no. even have an idea of what it's like. Every yeah. single interaction that he's had with probably anybody in the world. For the last, let's say, six seven years, is is skewed. Yeah. It's flawed. It's not real. Yeah, yeah. So like, sure. that's his life. Yeah, all the time. It's hard to be a so fighter like, when you're like that. No, it's, oh, it's hard for him to be a fighter. Like when he comes, he's like one of the boys who comes back now, one foot in, one foot out, and you like they're never giving him a tune up fight. I think he should definitely take some tune up. Uh, but I don't, fights. I don't think they can afford to give him one because the, the amount of money they have to exactly, pay. Exactly, that's unfortunate. It's too big a fucking yeah. Yeah. like. It, but it's not. He wants that too. Yeah, oh, that's I mean? it he, though. But, but that's why he suc- was. Well, fuck me, if somebody's offering me that sort of money, I'd go in for a fucking pro MMA if I can get my head bit off me for fucking that. Do you know what exactly. I mean though? Like, you, so the problem is, it's one of them things where, and then there's that balance of staying relative, and yeah. so you have to be in, and you can't just disappear for fucking ten years and come back and. I feel like it's yeah, it's his his all his brands rely on his image too. Yeah. So he's got to stay in the game a little bit, even uh, if he's maybe not technically heads in it. Yeah, his brands rely on that a little bit. But it's even hot. that, like I sound like I'm ridiculing here, but like no, that's no, one no. Of the main reasons I became a like I was a fighter before, but as I mentioned, like he yeah. sort of broke the barriers for me and was yeah. like. So he's one of my greatest. Well, he paved the way, like oh yeah. I'm with same manager, like as well, yeah. like it's it's. Well, MMA in Ireland owes a lot to Conor. Conor owes a lot hmm. to MMA in Ireland, but that oh you know. Connor like paved the way and showed, and then with Paddy going in and all the boys going in after mm. him from that gym. That was no like mm. I don't know how it works, but I'm sure Connor and and Kavna said somehow. Well, you want need these boys in too, you know, for the oh, cards. It, it absolutely helps. It absolutely yeah. helps. And if it wasn't dog. for them, you no, know, the MMA 
in, in all different like Bellator's got loads of Irish and a cage war has always had loads of Irish already but it, it takes a Connor to do them things for a Paul Hughes to fly for sure you no know, down, sure. down the lines I'm sure Dana White was like what the fuck do you mean Ireland you know yeah. what, what do you mean Ireland like yeah. I've got sure. all these like, Ameri- I was like an Irish guy in the uh, UFC what yeah like, do you know what I mean but even then, back in the day, even Australia now starting to come through. But for years, it was like there was no for the size mm. of the country of Australia. There was really no MMA fighters coming out of Australia. It was yeah. all just America. A lot of it was American based, and then you had the Brazilians, mm. and then now the Europeans starting to fly, like the mm. Polish guys that are coming through, and all the boys yeah. from Eastern Europe, and then you have all the the Russian boys and the Kazakhs and all the wrestlers. So it's it's really you know, and in, in a way, European MMA is probably stronger than. Than every other part of the world now, I would say it's getting there. It's definitely getting there. There's a lot it's of boys getting close, like for sure. There's a lot of boys, but we'll probably wrap it up. Wrap it up. I have one wee small question. I know this is a bit. This is probably a bit more of a mindset thing. I wish we had dived in a little bit more to it, but because the camera's going to die now anyway. But uh, <laughs> I only brought one battery. And see, whenever now take yourself back a little bit, right? But I'm just imagining. See, before you have like everything starting to pay off. See, when things were starting to get really tough, because obviously you're probably making even less money, mm. you're putting in so much time and you're in that frustration period. Would you ever say anything to yourself or think something in particular to really get through that? I know that's a really like unique, I don't, not looking like a, a quote, but is there, or was it just like, I have this vision where I'm going and there's no buts or, I know that's quite heavy, but. It, it really is just the self-belief that drives you through. It really, really is that vision. And do you think that's just a case of like, this is all I ever want to do? It's like, at the end of the day, to get through this game, like, first of all, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Second of all, it needs to be, I ha- you have to love it. You have yeah. to love this game. You have to love the grind. You have to love, in a certain sick way, the, the intensity and the, the loneliness, the, the grind of trying to be the best in the world at something. And that's, that's what sort of drove me through it. So it was, to be completely honest, yeah. Yeah, I just find it really interesting, do you know what I mean? Because it's something that we're done. Right, we will wrap it, wrap yeah. it there. Mickey, you do outro. Where, where can they find you? Paul Hughes MMA? Just Paul Hughes MMA everywhere. Paul Hughes brother. MMA and everything. Yes, Go watch the movie. Was it YouTube? Yeah, YouTube, yeah, yeah. Go watch the movie. I've seen I've seen a bit of it. It's not a blue one. Oh, why is it just a bit? What's going on here? The retention. We need to work on the retention here. Uh, you can you can pl- plug away. Anything else to plug it? You need to plug Go on Tony's app. No, he's got no members. What? No, fuck. We're closed until New Year's. Can't handle any fucking else. Jesus sure, Christ! That's it's fucking bonkers. Right? Is that us? Is that us? That's wrap? us wrapped up. Thank <laughs> you. Merry Christmas, everybody. I was going to say, Merry, Merry Christmas. No, it's not going to box. Tony's going to sing Merry Christmas for us here. Let's take it away. <laughs> Have a Merry. Paul, Paul's going to choke Tony out now off camera. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, see you later. Keep rating, reviewing, sharing. We'll see you next time. Yes.